This is Godliness with Contentment, episode 66. We here to have a conversation about how to win with money from the Bible's perspective. To stay out of any legal trouble, I must say that the contents of this podcast are informational in nature. If you need professional advice, please consult your lawyer, financial advisor, or accountant. Well, that's what I used to say last year at the beginning of the podcast. Last year, around the same time, I did episode 15, and it was called, How Risky Is Your 9 to 5 Job? I call this episode, We've Been Here Before, since this question has come up again a year later. Last year, I saw the company I work for let go employees in January. By far, I believe January is the roughest month to be let go. This year, it's another company on my island that has closed, and they have thus let go more than 100 people. This is rough. And a part of it is that I actually know one of the persons who uh, lost their job. And the crazy thing is she worked for the company I work for. She left, she, she resigned. She went to this company and a week later, she learns that they're closing. Now, we would like to think that businesses and companies and employers have our best interests in mind. But the truth is, it's about the bottom line. And some of them just don't care. And I guess I chalk it up to corporate irresponsibility, but it's, it's terrible. But let me turn to the little guy, to the employee, to, to me, to you. Our scripture of the day is found in Proverbs 14 and 23, where Solomon writes, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. I say here, we need to watch out for being the dreamer. I don't know about you, but I feel like I've come up with a hundred business ideas and haven't pulled them off. Perhaps you say that you just don't have the capital, but the truth is there are ways to start a business with little capital. For the 100 ideas, maybe there have been 1,000 excuses of why it didn't work or why it will not work. Mere talk leads to poverty. Don't be a talker only. Put in the work to make it happen. When we actually scan through the pages of the Bible, we'll find scriptures like this one here, but also like what we find in Colossians 3, 22 to 24, where it talks about working as if you're working for God and not human masters. Paul speaks there to slaves and tells them to work hard whether their slave master is looking or not. He wanted to point them to the fact that their true reward lies with God. From the Bible's perspective, work is honorable. 
Nothing wrong with work. This is some good stuff. But I know when I think about working for someone else and I see what happened last year and what happened this year, like a week ago, with so many people being let go, it bothers me now as it bothered me then. I know companies are in business to make a profit and they're going to make decisions based around that. Sometimes when there is no profit, after they're tired losing, you know, so much for so many years, they cut, they close, they run. What I come to is the conclusion that we put ourselves in positions where we are at the mercy of an employer when we don't have a backup plan or other sources of income. So even as an employee, I believe that one, we should be thinking about a business. Maybe we have a side hustle. We're trying to figure out, you know, what's going to work for us. Or two, we love this job and we want to stay in it or jobs like this, but we have other sources of income, right? We have something else that will help us in case this job closes down. It means we, we have a plan. We're not just working week to week, month to month, you know, thinking that this job is going to go on forever. When most times no job goes on forever. Some of the strongest companies close. But what we also need, before I jump into some other stuff, is we need an emergency fund. We need to have at least three months of expenses put aside for an emergency. What's an emergency? Like losing your job. If you don't have this right now, save towards it. Make it a priority. Each week, each month, put something aside that can amount to the three months of expenses, at least three. Some people say three to six months. I think three is great to start. Put it somewhere safe and don't touch it unless you need it. When will you need it? An emergency, right? It's like break the jar only in case of emergency. But make sure the jar is in some place safe. There is the fact that some of us will work for an employer for the rest of our working life. Whilst others of us will be our own boss, we're going to start a business and we're going to employ others. The question I pose today is the same I posed a year ago. Which is riskier? Your nine to five job working for the man, an employer, or you being your own boss? Which is riskier in your mind? How do you see it? I will say I am presently in the employ of a company for which I'm extremely grateful. I believe God has blessed me with this job and that he's using this job 
to meet my needs and help others and so many other things. But in the past, I've also been an employer and ran a business and employed others. So I've seen both sides. I know that for me, sometimes I say, you know what it's about? It's about milk, to borrow a phrase from Cinderella Man, the movie. I have people I take care of. And whichever model, so working for someone or working for myself, whichever model puts me in a position to take care of my family is normally fine with me. But when I see this happen again and again, what am I talking about? People letting go of their employees, employees not knowing what to do, where to go, will I get another job? When I see that happen again and again, it reminds me that a business is where I need to go. And I'm working on it. I'm close. I have some questions to ask you, however. Listen to these. Are you willing to work harder or will you just talk more? Are you willing to fall down, then get right back up again, time and time again? How fast, how fast, sorry, will you pivot when things are not working out? Will you search out people who can help or will you try to make things work on your own? After having many dreams or ideas that went nowhere, or maybe you lost your shirt on one or two of them, will you try again? Now, if you believe that owning your own business is the best move for you, then I want to help you put in the groundwork first. And the groundwork starts in your mind. It starts on the paper. You need a plan. In an article from Forbes magazine back in 2019, the author states, bringing an idea to life isn't easy. It requires passion, patience, and most importantly, the ability to execute. The key thing is to get started so you can move from the idea stage to creating a profitable business. The author outlines five key steps to turning that idea into reality, and I'm going to share them right now. So the first thing, one of the first questions to ask yourself is whether your business idea solves a problem. Does it solve a problem for you or someone else? What I really say is, does it only solve your problem or does it solve problems for many people? Secondly, you need to do market research. Your product or service will not get off the ground if there isn't a viable market for it. Is your product or service any better than the ones out there now? Third, define your target audience. You cannot sell your product to everyone. Identify the audience that is a sweet spot for your offering. Knowing your target customer will also help you to determine how to market your offering to them. Fourth, validate your idea. Here, you can save yourself hundreds, thousands, 
even millions of dollars. I know we don't have that much, but come up with a sample product, right? A minimally viable product. Do a pilot program, test the waters. Fifth, take action, right? So come up with this uh, MVP, minimally viable product. Don't try to be perfect. As input comes back from the customer and as you grow, you can make it better. Don't go after being perfect at the break or you will never start. So those are the five tips. If on the other hand, you decide to work for an employer for the foreseeable future, then I also have some tips for you. Indeed.com's editorial team wrote an article called How to Be a Good Employee. It starts out by saying, to succeed in your career, you should try to be the best employee possible. This way, you can stand out among your colleagues and increase your work opportunities. For instance, good employees tend to get promotions, raises, positive feedback, and other additional work perks. They share 10 tips. I'll share five of them. One, adhere to company guidelines. Two, work toward the company's goals. Three, treat everyone with respect. Four, become an expert at your job. And number five, be open to change. The choice is yours. You can be an employee or an employer. Either way, what the Bible says always works. Hard work brings a profit. Mere talk leads to poverty. Well, guys, girls, that's all I have for you today. I appreciate the fact that you take the time out to listen. I hope you join me for my next episode. Invite your friends and family. They can find this podcast wherever they listen to good podcasts. This is Kino Hanna signing off saying, check you later.